0: Hello everyone and welcome back to this week's episode of Book Festy. I am your host Megan. For this week we will be talking about my monthly wrap-up and also this month's book club pick. So if you didn't know, we do have a book club on Discord. Um, if you want to join, the link is in my Instagram bio which is Megan underscore Jor or at book bestie pod on instagram as well um, you can also join through the description on youtube if you didn't know we post videos of the podcast onto youtube so if you want to head over there which is megan jor i believe um, it will be in the description and you can join through there when i'm recording this uh, i just posted the poll for march's pick um, so by the time this episode comes out we will have march's book club pick Since March is my birthday month, I decided to just kind of pick some of my favorite books. So we have obviously Shock and Horror, Magnolia Parks, Happy Place, Fine Print, and Mr. Wrong Number. Um, So those four are what are currently being picked. We have just over just under a day left. the poll so if you want to head over you can see what marsh's book club pick is and you can start reading it with us um the book selected for february was actually love in other words i kind of thought it was a perfect book for obviously valentine's day and everything with february um so that is what i'll be talking about later but first we are going to get into my monthly wrap-up Now as I didn't have the book club and I didn't do this kind of format for January I'm going to include the books that I read in January. So far this year I've read seven books I believe. I think it's seven. I don't know why I just like say things. Seven. There we go. I have read seven books so far this year. Um, I have been very busy with college and stuff so I feel like doing it january and february is probably going to make it a bit of a longer episode so i started off this year by reading caught up by liz tom ford i think is how you say her second name i apologize if that is wrong but that is the third book in the windy city series and it's actually the highest rated on goodreads which i 100% agree with but actually overall i was looking at the three books in that series so there's mile high the right move and then caught up and all of them are rated actually like really highly like they're all above fours i think personally i love the series i think it's so good. But definitely, Caught Up is my favorite so far. Um, So, Caught Up follows Kai, who is a single dad who plays for the Chicago's baseball team. He constantly hires and fires nannies to mind Max, his son. Um, But his coach hires his own daughter, Miller, for the job, not allowing Kai to fire her. Miller is a high-profile chef who is in a bit of a creative rut and needs some time off to get back into the right headspace. Her and Max instantly click, and slowly Kai and Miller's relationship grows. Kai amazing. I loved him. Kai was incredible. I thought he was just so, I don't know, there was just something about him. Like, I was like, oh my god, I love him. Um, he was definitely my favorite guy in the series so far, 100%, no doubt. Their relationship in general was just, like, really cute. Their banter was really cute. Um, just in general, I didn't think kids in books was something that I actually enjoyed, but reading this book, and a book I'll actually get to later on, I'm obsessed with kids and books, especially like this whole like nanny vibe, um, like minding their kids and stuff. like I just think it's something about like when a guy from like you're reading from a guy's perspective and he's seeing like someone with his kid, I just feel like that always results in like really cute quotes. just from reading the series in general, I love Liz Tomford's writing. I find it so easy to get through and that doesn't like that's not a criticism in any way shape or form about like how she writes or whatever it's simply I am so engaged with all of her books when I read them that I don't want to put them down so I find them so quick to get through because I don't want to stop at any point um this book was about 393 pages total now this is off Goodreads for the Kindle's edition just by the way um I gave this book 4.5 stars because I was just I was in love with it I loved it so incredibly much I feel like that was a perfect length as well the 393 i didn't feel at any points like stuff was dragging or like i was bored so yeah i just felt it really really enjoyable i feel like that is like a perfect length for a romance there also wasn't any like unnecessary random bullshit just to create like a bit of a third act conflict kind of vibe um so overall it was like a really really strong note to start off the year and two more books have actually been confirmed for the series too um so i'm really excited for them as well but yeah so it was a great start to the year the next book i moved on to was love redesigned by lauren asher i did mention this in another episode of the podcast um, i think it was in dnfs so i gave another shot maybe i briefly mentioned it because i dnf'd lauren asher's dirty air series um so i hadn't really read anything else by her but then i picked up this book it's the first book in the lakefront billionaires series so julian and dahlia are childhood rivals that's what it said everywhere i read but that feels like a little extreme they kind of just didn't get on um but their families are actually like really really good friends so they're always kind of forced together um dahlia was engaged to a guy she hosted a home renovation show with however she returns home after the engagement ends and julian's mom actually asks him to help dahlia kind of get her creative spark back because she's obviously like a little depressed which i mean fair her engagement broke up Um, So the two start to renovate a historical house together, kind of slight hints of a bit of unspoken attraction that's kind of always been there, starts to bubble between the two. And obviously we get the book from there. Um, Overall, I really love this book. I gave it four stars and I think it got a 4.13 on Goodreads. It's quite long um it's about 530 pages again the kindle edition that i got off goodreads i personally i didn't feel it too bad like sometimes when a book is 530 something pages you feel every page especially in a romance i just feel like sometimes they don't need to be that long but overall i don't think i felt it in any way shape or form i did read it on my kindle so sometimes i tend not to notice too bad kind of what's going on or how long a book is The best part about this book honestly was the communication between the two of them like the converse they could just like sit down and have a conversation it sounds like such an easy ass but with romance books it never is like it's always some big dramatic blowout and if they like just said like two sentences to each other they'd be absolutely fine and these two people actually like understand that and they just have these conversations so thank god for that because that made the book that much more enjoyable um not having to sit through stupid bullshit of just a miscommunication so i'm actually really excited for the rest of the series i know that the next book is confirmed to be julian's brother Raphael and his kids nanny ellie uh it's called love unwritten and obviously like i'm on my bit of a, like a nanny kick at the minute so like i'm excited for that <laughs> i'm really looking forward to it we kind of got snippets of them in uh, love redesigned but i am definitely really excited to read their own book and also the cover was released for it you're kidding. I swear to God, this is why I don't record the podcast on a Wednesday because every single time I sit here, the bin men, every time. Okay. So as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted by the bin men. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for that next book. I'm excited for that series in general. I really enjoyed the, um, dreamland billionaire series by Lauren Asher. So if this goes down that similar path, I'm really excited for it. Um, the next book we are into February so I started off February by continuing on with the Chestnut Spring series I read Powerless which is the third book in that series it is Jasper and Sloan's book um, Sloan to be honest like the family dynamic was like a little confusing I think Sloan was a cousin to the boys and then Jasper's like an adopted brother like he had like a not great family and the boys kind of took him in um, so they're not actually related but there's a couple of jokes made in the book that they're related but they're actually not it's really odd but uh they had a connection since like basically forever they grew up together however he is a little older so she always believed it was like a school grand crush kind of vibe um, that would never go anywhere she gets engaged and on her wedding day finds out her soon to be husband cheats she begs jasper to get her out of there the two begin spending a lot of time together and begin to deal with a lot of the trauma they had growing up with their respected families i love the chestnut spring series I always have I've had no complaints so far I didn't love this book though I gave it three stars like I still overall enjoyed being in the world um but I don't know I just felt like the plot was like a little lacking to be honest like it was very baseline they got together very quickly um and we're kind of fine pretty much after that so I don't know I feel like it was a little bit bleh like again as i mentioned like i loved in general everything to do with it just because it was part of the chestnut spring series it has 396 pages and a 4.12 on goodreads um i mean elsie silver's writing is incredible you know and and these two characters are very complex people but yeah i don't know it just didn't feel as um engaging i guess as the rest of them did Um, that's just my opinion on it anyway. I loved the other books way more than I enjoyed this one, but you know, it is what it is. Overall, I like Jasper a lot. Um, he is a hockey player, um, and he feels a lot of pressure on himself to kind of be the best. Um, and Sloane is a ballerina who you know, kind of comes from a very respected family and the family expect a lot from her. So she overall feels a lot of pressure and she slowly falls out of love with dancing because it's something that she's made to do instead of what she wants to do. So yeah, it's just about the two of them kind of gaining their own identities a little bit, which again was really good and I really enjoyed it. But I don't know, I just felt like there could have just been something that happened a little bit. Like, something did happen throughout with Jasper and it kind of made him a bit off. But I don't really want to bring it up because it's pretty spoilery. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I Regardless, like, I love the series. Um, so, I did enjoy reading it and I enjoyed being in the world and the characters. But wasn't my favorite overall. But I then continued on to Reckless, which is the fourth book in the Chestnut Spring series, which has easily become my favorite. I still have Hopeless to read, um, which is the last one, so only time will tell if it stays there, but I feel like it's going to be a really hard one to beat. This book centers around Theo and Winter. Winter is Summer's sister from Flawless. We get kind of small snippets of her just based on Summer's story in Flawless. After her engagement falls apart with her soon to be husband, force her sister into situations she didn't consent to, and watching Summer stand up to their family, she begins to question her own life and kind of wonder what path she's on. Um, Winter ends up being around the friend group a lot more than ever, and Theo begins flirting. The two end up spending the night together before Theo leaves to commit to bull riding. Winter falls pregnant and tries to contact Theo, yet he never responds. Eventually Theo returns home and moves in next door to Winter and finds out about their daughter. He is committed to making a co-parenting relationship work and getting to know her and her daughter and not miss anything else theo 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 is the cutest little bundle of joy i've ever had in my life i love him so much he is easily my favorite guy in the book series i love him so much i loved their story but to be honest as much as I loved their relationship, which I did, I loved it so much. I loved their kid. I loved their dynamic. I love how Theo just like put on his big boy shoes and he just got into it, you know. My favorite part about this book personally was Winter. Winter goes through such a huge growth in this book. And to be honest, some of my favorite aspects of this book were her fixing and growing her relationship with her sister and herself. After having oh my god, I forgot the daughter's name, Phoebe or something, I think it was something like that, she becomes very self-conscious, and although Theo helps her through that a lot, and kind of makes her feel beautiful, it does take it within herself, and she kind of works on it a lot within herself, but yeah, honestly, like, that was my favorite part about the book, like, getting those little, like, winter and summer scenes, um, I don't know, just they were really sweet, um, and just seeing her kind of start to mend those relationships that have kind of been fucked from her from the get-go um so that honestly is what made that book so so good to me i gave it 4.5 stars it got a 4.40 on goodreads um it's about 466 pages but to be honest it didn't feel that long at all like i got through it quite quickly um and it never really felt like i was kind of like oh this is still going Elsie Silver's writing is so amazing and I love her characters so much so I don't feel like any book ever is gonna feel too long from her um I've been slowly like putting off Hopeless because that means like the end of the Chestnut Spring series for me and I'm just not mentally ready for that yet so that's on the back burner right now but yeah overall I just that is my favorite in the series I will give you guys an update when I read Hopeless um to see if Reckless is still number one but um yeah it was definitely like my favorite easy by far the third book i read in february was the fake out by stephanie archer it's the second book in the vancouver storm series Uh, it got a 4.22 on goodreads and i personally gave it three stars Hazel works with Vancouver Storm as their physio, and after her ex moves to the team and specifically requests her, claiming she's trying to get back with him, she recruits help from Rory Miller, a player who has done nothing but flirt with her since she got there. The pair begin to fake date. Hazel, however, has dreams of opening her own Yu-Gi-Oh studio. That's what I was about to say. I meant yoga studio, but (sighs) her own yoga studio for body positivity after growing up around her mother. The two eventually start to blur the lines between what's fake and what's real. I loved the first book in this series. Um, It was called Behind the Net. I loved the guy's point of view. I thought he was like the biggest sweetheart. So I was really excited to get into this book. And I didn't love it. Now you tell me fake dating isn't something. And you bet your ass I'm there. And I'm probably going to be obsessed with it. But there was just something. Hazel was very preachy. Her mother struggled a lot with her image. Um I don't remember why. I think it was something to do with like a past job she had, and as she had grown a little older, she had kind of put on a little bit of weight or something. But like, oh my god, like every single phone call, every single conversation with her mother turned into Hazel like screaming at her mom and crying about how she can't love herself. Um and it was just, I don't know, it just felt like a little preachy and a little odd. I feel like it was a little out of place. Um, and it kind of made those points of the book kind of a little bit uncomfortable for me. Like overall, like Hazel and Rory's relationship was really sweet. Um, he helped her a lot kind of dealing with her ex and everything and whatever, but it was just, I don't know. I wasn't as obsessed with it as I was with Behind the Net. Um, but I do want to continue on with the series. Like overall, I really enjoyed Stephanie Archer's writing, um, but yeah it just kind of I don't know it just felt a little preachy at some points and like it was a little bit like out of pocket half the time like her mom would like say something and she'd just start like yelling at her and it could be like in front of people and like it was in front of Rory and I think it was like one of the first times he had really met her mom and she was there like screaming at this woman about how she couldn't love herself it was like a little odd um but other than that like it was it was all right (laughs) it was a little odd but it was okay um Whew. okay so we're almost there uh the fourth book i read was collided which is the second book in the dirty air series by lauren asher this book is about Liam and sophie sophie is the daughter of an f1 team and decides to go traveling with the team for a season having a father that is very protective and strict she creates a list of things she's never done and wants to do over the summer Liam zander is on a rival f1 team and finds her list and offers to help her through it the two are determined to keep feelings out of it however we wouldn't have a book if they did that um I talked about this book before I think it was in that same episode the dnfs that I decided to give another shot and I think I probably said that I gave this book four stars I have since lowered this book to three stars um and it got a 3.84 on goodreads when I was reading it I was loving it and I thought it was great and I was having a good time and to be honest that is most of the time how I rate books is if I'm having a good time or not which is probably not ideal um, I should probably have like a little bit of a, a reason, but it's kind of based on vibes for me. Um, It was definitely better than Throttled, so I think maybe that's why I gave it such a high rating at the start. I don't know, like after kind of sitting with it, I was like, it was a little weird. Um, The writing was a little odd. It's like, I'm still probably going to finish the series to be honest at this point, Um, but I don't love it as much as I did when I read it. Um, they were like a little weird. Um, he, it was a little like pick me vibes at points. Like, I think she wore like sneakers under her dress and he was like, wow, she's so different. And I was like, that's a little Wattpad, which is what throttled gave me immensely. was like a huge Wattpad energy, which again, isn't a bad thing, but just not what I wanted in that moment um but yeah i still liked it i still thought it was okay i'm just not as like big on it as i probably was when i you know read it immediately so last and finally not least we are at our book club pick for february which was love and other words by christina lauren This book was Childhood Friends to Lovers, kind of second chance. Um, It was about Macy and Elliot. They meet after her and her father buy a weekend home per her mother's request after she passed. Macy's mother died of cancer and she left her husband, Macy's dad, a huge big list of kind of different events I guess that Macy will go through in her life and how her father can help her through them so there was stuff like her first period her first heartbreak um kind of stuff like that and one of the ones on the list was that she wanted them to get a weekend home because whenever Macy felt like life was getting too much her dad could just whisk her away to this weekend home and have some time off so that was one of the ones that her father really stuck to and committed to so they bought a house I think it was San Francisco where the house was um, and they moved in next door to Elliot's family. Now, when they're viewing the house, Macy runs into Elliot upstairs in the closet in her dad's room um, and her dad, she loves reading, so her dad was like, we're going to make the closet into like a reading closet and her and Elliot bond over their mutual love of reading and they constantly ask each other what their favorite word is for the day, which is really cute. I love them so much. <laughs> Macy and Elliot for life. I love them so much. Um, the two bond very, very quickly over their love of writing. Um, throughout the book, we kind of get two timelines. So we follow current day Macy, who is engaged um to a guy who has a daughter. Um, they haven't been together that long and we kind of get the vibe she's talking to her friend, Sabrina, that. Sabrina's like a little bit hesitant about the relationship she's known Sabrina since college so they have a bit of a kind of longer standing relationship and stuff and we just get the vibe that she's not 100% on board with it just based on how quickly it was um and as Sabrina and Macy are out for coffee they see Elliot for the first time and Macy hasn't seen him in years so that is our current day timeline and then we get our past timeline which is when we, as the reader, start to understand Macy and Elliot's relationship and start to see it grow. So, when we are in the current day timeline, we begin to understand that some sort of falling out has happened, and these pair haven't spoken in years. Um, we don't obviously know what that is yet, and slowly, as we're getting through the past timeline, we eventually reach a bit of a conjoined point where they're talking about it in the current day, and we are learning about it in the past as it's happening. Um i loved elliot i thought he was so cute um he just seemed like a big nerd and it was honestly adorable um and he was so clearly head over heels still in love with macy um the only thing i have with this book is that i felt really bad for their significant others like at the time when they run into each other again in our current day timeline elliot is going out with a girl called rachel and after he sees macy he just goes home and breaks up with rachel which is like a little funny but also not funny at all like it's kind of fucked but it's like also like oh my god jesus um and then macy is engaged to sean who has a daughter phoebe i think her name was um and they have a really weird relationship sean had an ex-fiance or ex-wife i don't remember if they were married or not but she um got addicted to cocaine on a work trip which is just like a really like subtle sentence that is kind of thrown in there and you're just kind of like okay um anyway um so she left both sean and phoebe together um and macy and sean got together and they had only been together mere months and phoebe i think i don't think she's like a young kid but i think she's still young enough she mentioned something about how they were going to get married so literally one day sean just goes wanna and macy goes okay and that's how they're engaged it wasn't like a big deal or anything um their relationship is really weird like we never really see them in any way shape or form kind of have any sort of connection that's not physical um and you kind of get the vibe off the two of them that once we kind of macy meets elliot again in our current timeline you get the vibes that the two of them are clearly still in love with other people but they're just together at a pure convenience So when Macy and Sean end up breaking off their engagement and their relationship like it's so chill like they're just like yeah that was fun while it lasted you know go us um and that's kind of it um I think Sean meets Elliot I think they have a big picnic it's like all of Macy's friends um that Elliot has never met because it was kind of like a big conflict in the past timeline that they had their little life together but neither of them were involved in their life when Macy wasn't there on like weekends and summer holidays and stuff like that. So it was kind of like a big deal for Macy to introduce Ellie to all of her friends and obviously Sean was there and it creates like a little bit of like an awkward kind of yikes. But like Sean's so chill and he just could give less of a shit if he tried. um, Which is I think is kind of funny. I mean Sean was just like yeah whatever do whatever you gotta do. Yeah I don't know I really did enjoy this book. I find... To be honest, when I first found out the initial reason for their falling out, I was a little like, that's the reason we haven't talked for years. Um, A little spoiler warning. Um, They basically don't talk for years because Macy, it was New Year's Day or New Year's Eve and Macy decided to drive to San Francisco because Elliot called her drunk and for the first time told her that he loved her and he wanted to marry her, and he had, like, a ring and everything, these are, like, kids, by the way, they're, like, teenagers, late teenagers, um, and Macy's kind of, like, I don't want to have this conversation over the phone, like, I'm gonna come to you, whatever, he's at a party with a bunch of his friends, he's drunk, she gets to the party, she goes upstairs, and Elliot is naked in bed with a girl called Emma, who has kind of been a little bit of a, a point of pain, I guess, for Macy throughout, because she finds out pretty early on before her and elliot are together in our past timeline that they kissed a couple times and stuff so yeah she kind of runs off then she goes back to the weekend house and her dad ends up coming to the house because she never called him and he was worried that she didn't make it to the house obviously so when i found out that i thought that was the initial reason that they hadn't talked in years and i was really mad i was like that is such a a stupid reason like i'm sorry but if you loved each other that much like you could have talked figured it out but then we learn that the reason that macy hasn't talked to elliot at all is because macy's dad is starting to drive them home and they get into a car accident where macy's dad dies um so macy's obviously going through her own shit And doesn't even think really to contact Elliot. She's kind of processing life as it's happening to her. And her aunt and uncle are basically just trying to get her to college. Um, So Elliot doesn't even know that Macy's dad, Duncan, has passed. um, So he doesn't get in contact with her either. He tries a couple times, rings her a couple times. But she never answers and he kind of slowly gives up after a while. But yeah, I don't know. I think they are very, very cute. Um, I honestly loved them together. I thought they were so well suited. I loved Elliot's family and how like open arm they were to Macy. I thought that was really sweet. Um, I hadn't really read any books with these kind of tropes of like childhood friends to lovers and second chance and stuff i didn't think it was something that i was going to enjoy but after reading this one i'm definitely interested in reading some more so if you have any recommendations please let me know you can leave them in the comments on the youtube video or again join our book club on discord and you can let me know there because i'm dying to know more because i really really enjoyed this book i gave this book four stars Um, and it got a 4.28 on Goodreads. It was 432 pages long. I read it on my Kindle, so in no way, shape, or form did it feel that long to me. Um, I thought it was actually, like, not short, but, like, everything had a purpose. We didn't have much, like, kind of little filler, random bits that I was kind of like, okay, we could have cut this. But yeah, overall, I'm really happy that we picked that as the book club pick. I really enjoyed it. Um, I've only previously read one Christina Lauren book, which was The Soulmate Equation. And I did really like it. Um, so I definitely want to read a bit more. I think I have the true love experiment at home, so I definitely want to read that. But yeah, overall, I think it was like a really good first book club pick. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, let me know in again the Discord. But yeah, that is it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this format. Um, definitely let me know i'll probably be doing it at the end of each month as obviously we wrap up um, again if you'd like to join our book club you can find the link in my instagram bio at megan underscore jor or at book bestie pod also have a tiktok as well it's megan underscore jor you can go follow me over there and the visual versions of the podcast are on youtube at megan jor um if you are watching please like and subscribe and comment it hugely helps the podcast it means that youtube kind of pushes it a little bit more it sees more engagement with it um if you're listening on spotify or apple podcast please rate the podcast it helps a whole bunch it means that spotify and apple push the podcast more to more listeners but yeah thank you as always for listening um, i will catch you guys next week bye